Support for Milledgeville Matters comes from Georgia College, Georgia's public liberal arts university, providing the experience students would expect from a private college with the affordability of a public university. For more information, gcsu.edu. Thank you for tuning in to Milledgeville Matters and WRGC 88.3 FM. On March 21st, Baldwin County voters will head to the polls to vote up or down on a six-year extension of the community's special purpose local option sales tax. The special purpose local option sales tax, or SPLOST, is one extra penny on all purchases that goes to help fund special projects that can't generally be afforded in the local government's annual operating budget. In Baldwin County, the SPLOS has been in use since 1990, and county officials say that $125 million in SPLOS revenues have come into our community. Our program tonight is the second part in a two-part series that's exploring the county and city projects that are being put forth in this 2017 SPLOS renewal. Joining me in the studio today is Milledgeville Mayor Gary Thrower, who's here to talk about the SPLOS and projects under consideration for the city in this year's SPLOS election. Mayor Gary Thrower, welcome back to the WRGC studio for Milledgeville Matters. Thank you, Daniel. Appreciate the opportunity to be with you today and talk a little bit about SPLOS from the city's perspectives. Yes, sir. Well, I just wanted to start off, I think commonly in government, I'm sure y'all know about the SPLOS and you know can use it just by the acronym. But if any of our radio audience is not familiar with it, could you, in your own words, explain the special purpose local option sales tax? Well, I, I'll do my best. Uh, you know, from my perspective, it's one cent sales tax that's utilized for infrastructure. I think infrastructure only. There was some conversation one time before about trying to support the hospital. Could we get a splice to help take care of that? Well, we'd love to, but we can't. I think most people would agree that it would be a purpose that would be beneficial to everybody, but it has to involve infrastructure. Now, it is a county tax, and the county is the one that imposes the tax, and I think by statute they are required to allow the city to participate, but from my understanding, it's more of a negotiated position about where we are in that participation. But I think in the past, they've been extremely generous and, and allowed us to take care of some needs that we had, along with them taking care of some things that were on their plate. And I think it's worked out real well in the past. You know, for the most part, it's the most fair tax out there. Whenever there's a need in the community and only a means to generate revenue is to increase property taxes. Well, that's really not fair. There's a lot of people renting. There's a lot of people that come into town, use our community, use our infrastructure that get a free ride. So this blast allows anybody spending any money anywhere in, in Millersville, Baldwin County to participate in, in us providing a better infrastructure for the community. And I think in that last answer, you probably answered a good portion of what you might say to this next one. Uh, but just to be more direct, I'm going to ask it anyways. And now, I like to think of you as one of the newest members of the public service folks that we have representing us here in the city and in the county. So you've most recently made that transition from private citizen to a public servant. But could you make the case for that one penny sales tax to fund these capital projects or these infrastructure projects? Yeah, well, as I mentioned, it's, from my perspective, it's the most fair tax out there. And it's the most reasonable way for the entire community to participate in the needs of the community. I really think that we have so many people that live outside of our county and spend a lot of time, maybe operate a business here, but because they don't own property in Millersville and Baldwin County, they don't pay any taxes. They don't contribute to the overall, overall general 
condition of the community by having people that spend money on anything from Walmart to Kroger to World High Five. We're getting a piece of that and it's being put to good use. Now, the county is reporting that since 1990, we have seen $125 million in splossed revenues come in. Now, can you convey for our audience your opinion on the success or failure of Baldwin County and the city of Milledgeville to effectively utilize the splossed? Well, as I spoke to you earlier, I'm not as well-versed on the previous splossed and what they were used for, but I can tell you that in the last couple of years, these major water breaks that we've experienced, some of those repairs and uh, have been ex- extremely expensive, and those dollars had to come from somewhere, and, it, and the splice funds were there and available and were utilized to get the water back on in as timely a, a fashion and put Millersville back to work. I guess, although that's uh, it's an interesting response because we think of the splossed expenditures towards things like, uh, like in this case, the county is wanting to do an annex to the courthouse. Right. But there is a portion of that that is just there for improvements or repair work uh, to some of the infrastructure that we have, the roads, the water system, even our, our parks and recreation department. Sure. City Hall, City Hall Annex. We've got... Uh, you know, a lot of municipal buildings that we have to maintain and, you know, their money's there for, you know, we had to, you know, put a new roof on the annex and recently to put that building back to work. Got public safety issues with, I don't know if you knew much about the uh, radio system that we're we're negotiating with the county about now, but, you know, we've, we've used this splice money to put cameras on police officers, make sure they're well equipped with the right type of precautionary gear the vests and the and whatever they need, the training. Those have been very helpful projects that Splice has provided for. And again, without Splice money, we would be in a, a crunch with regard to the amount of repair work that has been taking place over the last you know, couple of years. And I'm just going to close out this segment with this one question. Now, if we could take away things like Issues we've had with repair and maintenance to uh, the water system, you know, bridges and roads. You know, in your opinion, what is the best use of SPLOSS revenue just overall in general? Well, the best overall use would be to provide enhancements to our current situation, our current structure, to look at the buildings that we have and find ways to enhance those, to look at our infrastructure with regard to maintenance of bridges and things of this nature. But when we talk about our utilities and our water distribution and our water plants and things of this nature, those all have to be upgraded and maintained. And from our perspective, those are the key areas that we use SPLICE for. Well, we're out of time in this segment, so we're going to take a short break right now. But if you're just joining us, you're listening to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. We're looking forward to the March 21st Special Purpose Local Option Sales Tax Referendum. I'm joined in the studio today by Milledgeville Mayor Gary Thrower, here to talk about the city's part of this SPLOSS referendum. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back with more Milledgeville Matters.
Thank you for staying tuned to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. We're talking special purpose local option sales tax today, and this time we're looking at it from the city's perspective. I'm joined by Milledgeville Mayor Gary Thrower. Now, in that last segment, we were kind of talking about SPLOSTs in general, philosophy behind the SPLOST, how it's collected, what it does, uh, what the parameters of it are. And now in this segment, I want to kind of drill into the city's part of the SPLOST proposal. And just start off in broad strokes, what is the philosophy that the city used to kind of map out its proposals for projects and other expenditures under this 2017 SPLOST renewal? Well, certainly we had a uh, couple of items that really took a high priority in our conversation going forward. It has to do with our water distribution system. As we mentioned earlier, uh, we've had overabundant amounts of water breaks over the last couple of years. There's been a lot of conversation about age of the pipes. What can we do about replacing the entire system, this, that, and the other. But the bottom line is to try to replace the entire water distribution system would be an unbelievable task. It's about 210 miles of distribution lines in the city today. And I think it would somewhere be a little over $100 million to do that. But to try to go in and replace every water line in the community would be you can only imagine what it would do for the for the roads, what it would do for the uh, utilities, what it would do for trying to get around the community. It would just be impossible. So what we're trying to do is look at what's the best place to start our remediation of the water system. And through various conversations with consultants and engineering firms, what we've determined is our first step will be to initiate construction of a new water treatment plant. The existing ball plant down on the river was originally built in 1906, I believe. It certainly had numerous renovations since that time, but it is showing its age. And they don't have the electrical capacity that uh, is needed to push some of these newer type pumps. The The new system that has been engineered has variable speed pumps that when the water comes out of the treatment plant and hits the distribution line, is fed through a variable speed pump that slowly increases the pressure and doesn't hit it hard. I think some of the major blows that we've had in our system have been due to the pressure issues. We've tried to address those, but it's, it's difficult at best. Our main thrust will be towards the construction of a new water plant. The engineering firm did give us an estimate on repairing and upgrading what we have now, and it turns out to be about $3 million higher than a new plant. So as we speak, the plans are to go forward with consultations and, and meetings with the engineers that are designing our water plant in hopes that we can go forward with that fairly soon. One of the items that we uh, addressed over the last couple of years is the use of our city parks, Hewley Park and Central City Park. Central City Park was when I was growing up, was Bonner Park, and it was the only place in town that we had recreation. You know, we did all of our baseball down there and football games in Bonner Park. It was, you know, overused. But now we have hopes of creating a connectivity and walkability with the rest of our community to try to connect our little fishing treat community trails to Central City Park, come in with some walking paths in Central City Park, add some water features, add some new equipment that will be more conducive to uh, the needs, being near the college, maybe a place for, for like Frisbee golf and things of this nature, things that would be appealing to the college student, but also appealing to the 
kids in the neighborhood could come through there, like I say, with a, a water feature of some sort that would enable them to come over and cool off during these hot summer days. Uh, we're also looking at doing the same thing at Hewley Park, which is off of Wayne Street, over near, near Jefferson Street. And same type of situation, adding trails, adding ball fields, adding water features and things of this nature. But the interesting thing about the park renovations is that I believe it was Hank Griffin and Frank Ball put together several community input meetings where they invited the public to come and sit down with consultants to really describe what the community wanted in out of these parks and what the expectations from the community were. And then the consultants took all that information back and created master plans for both of those parks. And they're quite expensive propositions, but we are committed to increasing the uh, activity of our kids and hopefully of our adults as well keeping people up walking around biking more active lifestyles and if we can somewhere somehow incorporate these parks into our trail system over time you know we just uh, opened the bridge at uh, the, the pedestrian bridge out on blandy road to connect the school system it's a piece of the puzzle of the big picture for the walking trails in general but hopefully we can connect the greenway with the park system, with the uh, school system, on out to the recreation department, even maybe in the industrial park at some point in the future. But these park renovations are something that, that is uh, on our mind as well. One of the other items that we have kicked around for some time is the possibility of a downtown parking deck. And we do have a parking problem downtown Milledgeville. It's, we're blessed with Georgia College being here and being so close to downtown. They Kids are all over downtown in our restaurants, in our dress shops and things of this nature. But I think a lots of times because people are so convenient oriented now that they just assume they can come down and park on our main streets and go to class and come back and when they get ready. And because of that, we you know, some of our shop owners are losing revenue because people can't find parking places. So we've examined that. Mr. Hank Griffin has done a wonderful job of doing some research on what solutions may be. We've got a couple of sites that we think may be workable, and we've run the numbers on what it would take to make one profitable or at least break even. And if the splice passes, hopefully it will, there may be some money available to help with that issue. One of the locations we're looking at is the site for the current public safety building. It's not extremely old, but it's extremely well located. So could we relocate the public safety complex incorporate some of our protection with the public safety and police department and make it a little bit more efficient of a of a building possibly and that's some of the things we're looking at but if we make that decision to relocate the public service building we most likely would raise the uh, existing public safety and and look at that as possible parking deck location it's very well located for college students close enough to downtown so those are a few of the projects that we have kind of tapped for possibilities with the splice and our portion of whatever proceeds we receive will go a long way to help us make good decisions with respect to some of these projects. So it seems like a mix of hard, and, and I'm going on a limb here and using this language this way, but hard and soft quality of life issues. Hard being the water distribution system and That's one right. of the core tenets of any municipal government, but then also uh, what we really commonly consider as quality of life, walkability, recreation, then convenience in that downtown area. Well, We've run out of time in this segment, so we're going to save all of our follow-up questions till the next. But if you're just joining us, you're listening to a conversation with Milledgeville Mayor Gary Thrower. He's here to talk about 
the city's portion of the 2017 special purpose local option sales tax referendum. Of course, election day on that referendum will be Tuesday, March 21st. You're listening to Milledgeville Matters. Stay tuned for more. Thank you for staying tuned to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. Again, we're talking about the city's portion of the 2017 Special Purpose Local Option Sales Tax Renewal Referendum that will be taking place Election Day, March 21st. Joining me in the studio to talk about the city's portion is Milledgeville Mayor Gary Thrower. Now, in that last segment, you're talking about the philosophy that the city is using to kind of build its part of the proposal for the 2017 referendum. And you talked about, I think, the thing that's on the majority of our minds is you know, how will this affect the water situation there? Now, of course, you mentioned starting off with a new plant. And I think I remember from the reportage that was done in the wake of some of the water issues that took place last year and early this year, that a new plant is going to be somewhere around $26 million upwards of that. And of Mm -hmm. course, I'm sure there's going to have to be other distribution system costs that go into getting that plant online. Now, how does that jibe with a SPLOSS referendum where y'all may get, I'm just going to put a high number out there and say as much as $12 $12 million, $15 million. I mean, how does that work in when you're talking about a $26 million plan? And that's just for one item. Certainly our receipts off this splash referendum will certainly not provide us enough to pay for the new water plant. What we are strategically trying to formulate is a game plan whereby we spread these funds out onto different projects based on priorities, based on percentages, and trying to get the most bang up for the buck. With the water plant, there's going to be opportunities for grants. There's going to be opportunity for low-interest loans. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for us to go after additional dollars. And we've got some money set aside for this purpose as well. So we will be borrowing a major portion of that, but it would be a tremendous help to the city to have some assistance with that debt by passing this blast. If you're looking at borrowing money, getting these grants, and putting a hefty portion of that SPLOSS just for the plant itself, what about that other piece of the water distribution system? Now, of course, we had the the consultant's reports that said, you know, one of the things that y'all need to think about is is redundancy. That hard labor of digging ditches and and laying new pipe, not just, you know, uh, going into an already functioning system and making changes. How do you look at that uh, in these priorities of these big long-term goals? To be quite honest with you, our water system is the number one priority for the city. And this water plant is a major component. It's like when you build a house, you make sure you've got the roof on before you start hanging drywall and things like this. This is where we feel like we need to start with. And as I mentioned, a portion of these proceeds will go towards the cost. We'll incur some debt long term to pay for it. But also some of these lost monies will be used 
to assist us with replacing some of these pipes, some of these sections of pipe as we move forward. Our consultants have said when they looked at our system, the breaks were so random. There's no way to look at one section of pipe and say, this is where you need to replace and this is where you need to take a break. You know, this big pipe that busted at Georgia College in January was a 15-year-old pipe. The first major water break we had was probably a 75-year-old pipe. But in both situations, when we sent those pipes off, they both came back as pristine that they weren't showing any sign of unusual wear and tear. But we plan on using a portion for the cost of the water plant and a portion to continue to maintain and upgrade our water distribution system. Certainly one of our major uh, drawing cards for Millersville and Baldwin County with economic development and everything we're doing is the fact that we have got plenty of, of water available. But if you can't get it to the customer, what have you got? So it is the number one priority. And water plant, water distribution is key expenditures out of this blast. And of course, we could have a whole other show on water, but as we talk about priorities, when you look at those dollar-for-dollar money coming in from that SPLOS uh, revenues, how do you prioritize with some of the other things that you talked about, like the parks and recreation, parking situation downtown, and even, you know, I mean, uh, obviously, if you're able to put that parking deck up on that block of West McIntosh Street, then you're also looking at where do you put the uh, public safety building. Exactly. So how do you set that priority as you're thinking about for every $10 that comes in some's got to go to our plans for water some's got to go to parks and rec and some's got to go to public safety some's got to go to parking and in roads yeah well it's just everything is a major component of the big picture and we've got to have the water the water distribution we've got to have the parks and, and recreation and the walking trails for quality of life we've got to have excellent public safety and people feel secure in millersville Baldwin county we're trying to do whatever it takes to separate Millersville and Baldwin County from other communities that are seeking job producers across the southeast, across the state, I mean, across the country, and, and really all over the world. So Milledgeville and Baldwin County has so much to offer, and we've got to get somebody here to look at what we've got. And to get them here, we've got to have all this infrastructure in place. Part of this blast will take care of the debt on the uh, mega site that we purchased back, I think, in January of last year. From my understanding, because we have purchased that site and the layout, uh, availability to rail, the availability to highway system, our economic, economic development has uh, had an unbelievable amount of, of hits and people that are interested in coming and looking at this site who had never come to Millersville beforehand. Well, when they get here, we're showing them all these amenities that we have, and we're always close to a, a big announcement or a, a big catch on these jobs. But if you're not getting them here and you're, you're not – don't have uh, what they need when they get here. You're just fishing without bait. Now, we're just about out of time on today's show. I think we could talk about uh, so much more. But for my final question, I just want to ask, as our radio audience and other people in the community are thinking about, A, whether they'll actually go out to this referendum. These are not well-attended referendums or, or you know, well-participated-in referendums. And B, which way they're going to vote. What would you ask them to think about as they're making their decision? First of all, I'm, I'm amazed at the low amount of turnout that has historically come out for these splash referendums. These 1% sales tax means so much to this community. I mean, we're anticipating some $37, $40 million worth of revenue that would not ordinarily be provided to the community unless there was a property sales tax in, invoked. These dollars are critical to our future. These dollars are critical to our success. And I would just say that when you, when you look at what – the counties put out as far as their needs, the project list that the cities put out. These lists were put together with 
extreme amount of care and forward thinking. And some point in time, you just have to trust your, the people that you elected to serve and know that they've got your best interest at hand. All these projects are extremely necessary if, if Millersville is going to take the next step towards economic development, bringing jobs to this community. I would just urge everybody to make a hard consideration of coming out and voting in favor of this referendum. It is extremely important to our future. Well, Millersville Mayor Gary Thrower, thank you so much for taking the time today and talking to our radio audience about this special purpose local option sales tax referendum. Well, thank you, Daniel. I appreciate all you do for our community. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you. You've been listening to Milledgeville Matters here on WRGC 88.3 FM. Tonight we heard the second in a two-part series focusing on the 2017 Special Purpose Local Option Sales Tax Renewal. I was joined in the studio by Milledgeville Mayor Gary Thrower, who is here to talk about the city projects that are up for a vote on the 2017 Splost Renewal Election. Election Day, of course, is Tuesday, March 21st. But if you're listening to this Thursday night, you still have one day of early voting left, and early voting takes place at the Baldwin County Courthouse in downtown Milledgeville. I've been your host, Daniel McDonald. It's been my pleasure spending a portion of this evening with you here on Milledgeville Matters, and I want you to know... I look forward to convening with you next time.